Hey guys, what's going on? It's Frostify and welcome to the very first episode of the Frostcast. Today we have our first guest, Dustin. He is a young esports prodigy in the scene right now and is doing amazing things. Dustin, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself, the art you create, and other things like that. Alright, so as you said, I'm a young designer in the esports industry, or at least getting into the esports industry. Um, recently, I've been doing a lot of uh, solo one-for-one projects on esports, doing like esports miscellaneous, primarily uh, doing Valorant uh, graphics, pretty much. And yeah. 100%, dude. I, I'm loving your Valorant stuff so far. Like that neon thing that you posted... Whew, which is actually on screen right now, believe it or not. There, oops, there it is, right, I can't even point to it, right there. Oh, it just switched. Yeah, so you've been absolutely killing the game in terms of styles and stuff, man, so keep up the good work there. Um, one of the things I actually want to talk to you about is actually starting young in the industry, you know, with you being a young designer and stuff like that, I definitely would love to get to know a little bit about that topic because, you know, you seem to know what you're doing at a young age, and I personally have never seen anything like it in the industry. So I do want to ask you, what challenges do you think are most common with young designers in the scene right now? Um, When it comes to challenges for designers who are young in the scene, I would say the main problem for them, at least, is on the business side of things. At least in the U.S., you have to be at least uh, 16 years old to work at jobs and actually yeah. get paid for jobs and to... It has to be 18 to work at least a certain amount of hours and do all this and that. So when it comes to the business side and you need to get a job as a young designer, I feel like it's really hard because you have that age like cap that you have to get to. So if you're really good and you're really professional at what you do, but you're not old enough to start to get a job, then it's it's kind of it's kind of demotivating a little bit for you oh absolutely and then you've got like certain laws where you can't really sign contracts until you're 18 and just overall obstacles that you have to face and i have like the utmost sympathy for that but that at the end of the day you know you can't really do much because it is the law but i definitely think that there should be some more wiggle room for young people in the industry because i'm telling you there's more and more po like young designers popping up nowadays and you guys are just absolutely killing it and i love to see it i've got to know though what advice would you give a young designer who is starting out in the scene or even like seeking to establish their own personal design brand with all these new people um, popping up and stuff like that? You know what I mean? I would say take advantage as much as you can, because as a kid or as a young designer, at least at least like younger than 16, 17 years old, you have like a really good memory of what you thought of as a kid. And at least me personally, I was really into drawing and a lot of artistic things. So with that in mind, I always, I would always go for like a graffiti sort of illustrated style with my work. Oh, absolutely. I definitely agree with you because I also think that like being a young designer, you have like a lot of time to really like think about what you want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if you start yeah. as like a content creator or something like that, you're super young. So you can always like experiment, do content. I absolutely wish I could have done that at a young age. I just didn't really think about it at the time because I was just starting designing and all sorts of crazy stuff was going on. But I definitely agree with you there. Do you encourage designers to enter the scene at a young age? Like you said before, uh, and going back to what I said, if you take advantage of it, you can probably get really far in a short amount of time and end up doing really big things when you're able to do so. So, and when you said, uh, as a young designer, you have a lot of time because you have at least most likely a year before you're able to get like those big high paying jobs that can, you might be able to live off of, mm -hmm. um, you, you really are able to do a lot and in, in such a short amount of time because as a young designer, 
and with the platforms that are on social media today, you can like really expand how far you go and how far you can possibly even start at. Oh, absolutely. Like you're basically saying that like entering the age at a, uh, or the scene at a young age gives you a ton of time to just kind of experiment and stuff like that. Yeah. Totally. I, I, I dig that a lot. I encourage young designers to enter the scene as well um, because it, you it, there's nothing bad with starting early at all. You know, uh, if, if you start early on, you have more of a chance to have more time to perfect that skill or spend more time overall just doing the skill itself. And that kind of goes for anything, not just really designing. Like if you want to if you want to, you know, become an actor, it gives you more time to you know practice being an actor and stuff like that. Learning from other people in the industry is definitely a good way to go at a young age, too. I know personally, when I was young, I watched YouTubers like Visual Arts and, you know, Sesso, stuff like that. And it eventually evolved into my own passion for content creation as a whole. So, I mean, even starting at a young age can really steer you in a different direction, depending on what you want to do overall. I mean, I know I started as a designer and now I'm doing things like a podcast, content, still designing and just kind of like branching out of the comfort zone. And I assume that's kind of the same dynamic with people who start really young as well. Especially going into many different fields like editing, maybe motion designing, maybe even 3D or just normal graphic design. You can really choose. And with the amount of time you have, you can even ask yourself if this is what you want to do in, in as, a, as a career path. Oh, absolutely. I know when you were young, you started on a program called paint.net. <laughs> and it's actually yeah. pretty familiar in the scene, which is really, really cool. It's a free option out there for designers, if I'm not mistaken. It kind of made me wonder, like, if you are a young designer who doesn't have access to tools and other supplies to actually, like, begin their design journey, what would you personally recommend? Like, would you recommend Paint.net or a different alternative? Is there a better option? Or would you, like, you know, recommend learning first and then stepping into it? What, what would you personally recommend to a young designer who may not have all the tools to create designs, create motion pieces, anything that they're really interested in? I would personally recommend Paint.net, but before, not, not just the basic Paint.net. Definitely get a ton of plugins, as many plugins as you possibly can on your computer. Because with, with those plugins, it can really add so much more to the actual experience of paint.net and personally i used to uh, design on that for around a year and a half before i switched to photoshop beginning of 2021 um and it was when i switched back to photo or when i went to photoshop for the first time it was really different but with basic design knowledge of uh paint.net and combining it into photoshop like uh tools um i was able to understand it pretty quickly and within a week i was able to improve that is so cool. I mean, even like, you know, with like the kind of like off brandish programs, you still have a common understanding of how the programs work. Like, for example, it's the same dynamic for like, you know, you work in Photoshop and you you understand most of the, like most of the other Adobe programs just based off of knowing Photoshop because they're similar similarly laid out, but not exactly the same. Do you know what I mean? How how did your like journey lead up to switching programs eventually like why didn't you just stay in paint.net like what ultimately made you want to switch to photoshop um i knew that if i were to stay on paint.net my quality of work would not get better um towards the end of uh my paint.net design journey i actually was getting pretty good i i actually recently got a plugin at the time that allowed me to open psds and get like uh graphics packs that. on 
on paint.net, yeah. So I was able to just level up my work a lot, but then I realized that with what paint.net provided, it was not really near the quality that I knew that Photoshop itself could provide. Absolutely. And go, going along the, the fact that I could use packs and use all of these different assets that Photoshop provided, I could definitely bring my work to the next level. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. Photoshop has got a ton more features that Paint.net does and pretty much like other programs too. There's actually this like program that I messed around with uh, with like a little bit ago called PhotoP, I believe it's called, and it's like a Photoshop replica. But even then, the actual base Photoshop still has a ton more options than the actual free website version, which I think ultimately just dubs it down to having all the Adobe programs is kind of the best you can get. Do you know what I mean? There's not really a better option depending on what you're creating. I personally recommend Photoshop for creating all of like esports stuff, but there's probably other programs out there you can look at. I am not sure. So recently you've actually been creating some really bomb pieces, dude. Like you've been knocking it out of the park with, you know, Valorant graphics. I know your 100 Thieves one, which is personally one of my favorites, you know, with the 3D 100 Thieves logo and all that. And also your Ascend wallpaper. I love like the use of gold, all of that in terms of developing your own style. What tips and tricks helped you the most with creating it? Uh, starting young, to be honest, uh, like I said before, I was really into like the artistic side of uh, graphic design and like having your own concepts. Matter of fact, uh, I really wanted to do digital art and graffiti when I was like really young. I wish I could start of it. I wish I could have started it earlier, actually. Hundred percent. Because I actually started graphic design around the ages of eleven to twelve years old, mm-hmm. and that's when I uh, eventually started to use Paint.net and then go into Photoshop a year later. From that uh little bit of me from being young still i had a lot of uh like access to my memories and i really wanted to do that graffiti style so if you were to look at my work now it has a lot of uh concept attributes to it and has like really rough but like cartoony aspects to it as well yeah i I was actually gonna point that out like with your digital artwork i've noticed like similar styles and aspects that you took from that side of your work like the digital art side of your work and you know you kind of push the boundaries and try to incorporate it into your esports work like for example the ascend wallpaper has like certain cracks in it and same with the 100 thieves one i feel like that's very like digital artist-esque for your style because of the past pieces that you made that were landscaped which i think is personally really cool like you know we've never really seen that style of east like that style of esports graphics being produced just because you've got like such a nice foundation with it do you know what i'm talking about so i mean with that being said like what steps do you do to maintain a consistent style and do you like ever try to like push certain aspects or try to push boundaries in any way cuz clearly you have tried to push boundaries every, i mean every time i see a new piece from you it's it tops the last one you did so I've got to know, like, what, what tips and tricks can you give for maintaining a consistent style and kind of, like, pushing the boundaries a little bit to create something a little bit more different every time you post? I would say from your last design, try to include uh, around maybe one to two aspects from the previous design into your next design and try to do something new, like, but still keeping the same sort of uh, style with it and all that. So with my 100 Thieves one, and then my ascent, they weren't back to back, but my 100 Thieves graphic, dark blue background, uh, 3D logo and cracks and basic text. And then my ascent graphic, uh, dark blue-esque background, text, 
like a uh, angle text and a 3D logo. But I also included a 3D type and also a second 3D logo in my assigned graphic, which my 100 views graphic did not have. Totally. That is really cool, actually. I never really thought of it like that, but it's kind of cool how you take certain aspects of your past design and turn it into something more. You know what I'm talking about? Within like whether or not that's your next piece or a piece down the road. Super, super cool stuff. What is your favorite aspect of your design style? And I, I also want to know like what colors do you enjoy working with most? Because one of the things that I noticed the most about your work is that it is super vibrant and eye-catching. You know, whether or not it's a simple esports screen, you work with vibrant reds, vibrant purples, whatever the case may be for the esports team or just, you know, the graphic that you're making in general. What color combination is your favorite? Uh, I've said this before on my, one of my tweets. I, I don't know how long ago it was, but my personal favorite color combo is dark blue and red. Red can go so far and dark blue can also go so far within like hues, but it would be still considered the same color. And I feel like that's just like, it just gives you so much variety, but it doesn't, it, it's just, it's just perfect. Absolutely. I did. I love those color combos. Like I'm guessing, um, you're referring to your 100 thieves piece in terms of the dark blue and the red, which just contrasts so good. Like I, yeah. I love that. Would you say that that's your favorite aspect of your design style? Like working with the colors or do you like a different part of it? Working with the colors that I normally use is definitely one of the favorites, but I will say that my favorite aspect with my design style is most likely the kind of vibe it gives off. It, it gives off like a sharp sort of grungy, uh, kind of feel to it but it also gives off a cartoony illustrated vibe as well so it kind of like interacts with each other and just makes something completely grand oh absolutely and like i said before you're you have like one of the most unique styles i think i've ever seen so far in the community you know the way you utilize perspective and the fact that you don't even use like a third-party program to create the 3d um i know you do like photoshop 3d which is just unreal to me the way you make it look so good and almost make it look like it's digitally painted on the actual design even though it's not it's just kind of like you know use of layer styles and stuff like that which is just absolutely insane man so your design style has me speechless at most times but i just want to say like good stuff on developing your own stuff especially at like a young age like that is extremely extremely rare and extremely cool to see so good stuff with that i want to go back a little bit more to like your switch between Photoshop and paint.net because clearly that was a big turning point in your design career, you know, uh, switching from yeah. a program that you knew very fluently to trying out a new program that is very like fresh and new to you. So I've got to know what challenges did you face when switching between the two between paint.net and Photoshop and what features do you miss? It's definitely scary. I didn't know what the outcome would be from switching to Photoshop because I felt really, really comfortable on paint.net and I felt like I couldn't improve even anymore in terms of design so I, I just took a chance and I tried out uh, Photoshop after uh, someone who isn't that active anymore gave me a gift card to try it out oh absolutely and I love that person I'm not gonna mention their name but I absolutely love that person I haven't talked to them in a really long time I remember you who know who you are yeah you you know who you are and I, I, I want you to know that I really appreciate you because you are the reason that I'm in the position that I am today. Absolute legend. Absolute legend. I wonder if he's still around. I think he may I be still I around. Yeah. I have I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. That is yeah. that is really, really, really dope though. What is your favorite Photoshop tool? Or feature? And why uh, is it your favorite? I'm gonna pick two because I can't decide, but they do the same uh thing almost. Oh absolutely definitely definitely the pen tool and the lasso tool. 
I feel like, uh, at least with my style, they just go like so well together and with the cracks that I do. So I feel like it can just add that much more personality. Would you say that Photoshop and Paint.net are kind of equal in terms of ease of use, I guess you can say? Um, I actually still have Paint.net downloaded on my, uh, on my PC. And uh, about a month ago, I tried opening it up again and I completely forgot what everything is. I, I don't I don't even know where like the toolbar is at this point. I swear to God, oh, I'm really? so used to Photoshop's layout and clicking buttons in certain spots mm -hmm. that I completely forgot everything about Paint.net. That is actually nuts. I that's something I would not expect to be honest with you. Like you just didn't know what the tools and stuff looked like, or you didn't I, know I, what I completely forgot. Uh, because Paint.net they actually have colored tool icons and they don't really look similar to the photoshop icons when it comes to the toolbar so i just got naturally confused i just completely closed the program and gave up on it that is that's kind of cool though because i mean it just kind of shows that you're more familiar with photoshop now you know what i mean do you think the switch to photoshop affected your design journey in terms of quality of work you provide definitely um i feel like having photoshop just gave me the motivation and seeing other people's work on photoshop and knowing that one day i'm gonna get to that standard of like work because some people in this community at least the esports community are really talented and make a really high quality work that i do get inspiration from every now and again so i feel like i wouldn't have been able to do that on paint.net and i feel like photoshop just pushed me to that next spot and just kept me improving 100 percent. who are some of your inspirations if you don't mind me asking in terms of like digital work or I mean, even just work quality as a whole, who do you really look up to in the scene and kind of take pointers from if you can? Um, I do take a lot of inspiration from digital artists. Uh, one of them being, uh, their name is Goish. This is spelled L-O-I-S-H-H. -H. Mm -hmm. When it comes to uh, digital art, yeah. And when it comes to more of esports work, I tend to look a lot at Anbox's graphics. I find them to be very stylized and like... It, it's... I've never seen something like that be made for another team. But when it comes to specific designers, I really like uh, Lewis's work. His, his use of 3D and his designs and like his lighter styles, it, it's really nice to look at, in my opinion. Man, we love Lewis, I swear. What other forms of design are you interested in? Like, are you interested in doing motion design, 3D work, or anything else that's kind of like outside of the boundaries, the boundaries of just graphic design? Um... I really want to soon get into uh, 3D sculpting Ooh. as well as uh, motion design. But if we're talking not digital, I want to one day be able to learn how to paint in real life on an actual canvas. Oh, dude, that would be actually so dope. And when you say 3D sculpting, are you talking like creating your own characters or, you know, using it for NFT purposes? What, like, what would you use like 3D sculpting for and stuff? I feel like when it comes to 3D sculpting, you can really like just create your own textures with ease. At least I believe. I'm not too sure. I haven't done a lot of research on it. Mm -hmm. But I, I have heard that you're able to like you have a lot more control when it comes to 3D sculpting rather than just using normal textures like some people do. Oh, 100%.
I definitely think 3D sculpting would be an amazing skill to actually acquire because you can do things like create your own character designs and pretty much all sorts of stuff. Like you can, it doesn't even necessarily have to be characters like related stuff. It can be, you know, working on a certain shape and like you said, a texture even sometimes too, which is really, really cool. With some of my graphics specifically, if I were to incorporate like some envisions I have of motion design into them, it, it can just like make them 10 times better. Uh, as a 2022 resolution of mine, I want to try and uh, get a good amount of skill at motion design. Oh, 100%, dude. I definitely think some of your graphics would go like absolutely insane with motion. Like the one that's on the screen right now with Jet's Kunai's and stuff. Whew. That would be absolutely wow. insane with motion. That's like amazing, honestly, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Add some glares to that. Even like some very subtle animation would look absolutely insane. Are you interested in like video editing or anything like that? Like, I don't know, maybe starting content one day or editing, um, I don't know, maybe production clips, like promotional stuff or anything like it that? It has crossed my mind. Content hasn't really, uh, I, I'm not, I haven't really been thinking about content, but I have, there is a certain style that I do like with video editing mm -hmm. and it's a very uncommon thing. It's like a grunge yet glitchy aesthetic to a edit like so kind of vintage I've, uh, yeah i've only i've only seen it like once or twice and it's always from the same creator from same creators so i feel like if i am ever going to get into editing i would probably try to achieve that style as best i can that is so cool man i'm guessing like you probably want to go with like the two strip look too like when i think vintage i think like dark colors yellows oranges and maybe even like a little bit of blue in there possibly i don't know but oh, i don't light blue tints and orange tints i feel like they can evolve like uh edits like so much in my opinion in like it, what it ways can add, it can just add such a nice feel to it because uh at least with photoshop if you if you do use photoshop in camera there's this option called temperature yes. and um if you are to make it more in the orange part of it it gives uh the graphic or whatever you're working on um much warmer feel it, it gives off good vibes but if you were to go more towards the the blue side of the bar then it would make it a lot more cold a lot more chilling and yeah 100 like, uh, temperature and uh colors in anything really can just change the whole mood of a design i i completely agree it's like it's almost like the warmer it gets the more like either off-putting it gets or more vintage it looks you know what i mean in certain aspects yeah. Like, if you do too much of it, that's, that's, oof, that's going to make the design look weird, depending on what you're doing, of course. <laughs> yeah. I've got to know. So, clearly, you've got a amazing workflow. Um, I remember there was a point last year where you were just pumping out designs almost every day, posting, working on one posting, working on one posting. So, this question kind of ties into that. When you are designing, what type of music do you listen to in order to reach maximum workflow? Now, I bet you're oh. probably thinking, like, I mean... How, how does that have anything to do with like me posting every day? But um, I definitely am interested because yeah, just, just what is, what is your favorite type of music to listen to while designing? My, at least My favorite type of music to listen to in general, like I listen to this music all the time. <clears throat> it's probably uh, indie pop or indie rock as well. I listen to bands. I listen to even popular creators that honestly, in my opinion, don't get the recognition they deserve. Like Tyler, the creator, Oh, I, yeah. I really like his music so much, dude. And I, um, I think my favorite from him is definitely Boredom. I love that song so much. 
I personally uh, like New Magic Wand. I feel like the vibe it gives off, it's just like really intimidating. I, I don't know. I, I, really, I really mess with it. And also, I recently started listening to The Weeknd, primarily uh, Die For You and Starboy. But I've also started listening to a lot more songs from him in his recent album, uh, Don FM. Oh, yeah, dude. That is super, super cool. Kind of going back a little bit, changing the topic up a little bit. Um, I know you are super young now, so it's kind of crazy to say, like, at a young age, because, I mean, you are 14 years of age right now. You are a young prodigy in the scene. But what? how old were you when you first started designing? Um, Like, the second you opened the computer and opened Photoshop and tried a few things out. Um, actually, I don't really remember the exact age, but I'm pretty sure, I'm almost certain that I was either 11 or 10 years old when I uh, first got paint.net and started doing stuff on there. That is absolutely insane. And what was the first device you started, like, actually designing on when you had that opportunity? Like, for me personally, Uh, I I used an iPhone, and I used Photoshop (laughs) Touch, which was, like, so man it's so old for for today's time but um yeah what did you what was the first device you started actually designing on um it was a laptop i believe it was a predator something i forget which company it was from but it was it was pretty good i was able to run a uh, pretty uh high frame rate games on there it's pretty good pretty good laptop that is so cool that is so so cool I've got to know, like, what what is the Dustin origin story? Like, what sparked interest in diving into it, designing Ooh. as a whole? Like, you know, um, I heard several things about uh, you being like a Geometry Dash creator and stuff oh, like my... that. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. I've got to know what what sparked interest um, in design for you at a young age, at when least. I, when I was 10, 11 years old, I wanted to do like some youtube videos of me beating demons in geometry dash and whatever oh heck yeah dude and um one of my good friends at the time i haven't talked to him in like a really uh fat minute um he showed me paint.net and i wanted to uh i wanted to make a geometry dash profile picture for myself mm-hmm. so you showed me the ways he made me uh take screenshots of <laughs> my geometry dash icons and he showed me how to like put lightning and stocks and make my own shapes and paint that net. And ever since then, I've just been doing my own thing, you know? That's interesting. I'm not going to lie, because, you know, a lot of designers kind of go, oh, I saw my favorite YouTuber, or I'm a YouTuber and started making thumbnails, but not, I, I have never heard of a Geometry Dash origin story, which is very interesting now that you mention it, because I imagine Geometry Dash gave you a lot of inspiration, because, I mean, that game alone is very vibrant, very colorful, and it it definitely influences the kind of, like, shape style. You know what I mean? Like, you play that game, and maybe you get some inspiration to add shapes into, like, a design you're working on. So that is really interesting. So you're telling me it all started with a Geometry Dash profile picture, pretty much. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say that. I also uh, got into texture packs because I could never find the one that was right for me. Every now and again, there was the one ship or icon that I would come across. I would just take a snippet of that, put the code in, and just put it into the, the PNG file for the game assets. That is so play cool. With that. that is so, so cool, man. I swear. that That's just, like, really interesting to me. So, like, did you make your own levels in Geometry Dash? I'm guessing you probably did, right? I did not. 
really I sucked at making levels. <laughs> I was not good with geometry dash. Um, I guess technicality attributes. I was good. I was good at the game. I will say I was able to beat a few things here and there. Uh, I stopped playing since then. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> yeah, I I sucked at making levels, but I was decent at beating levels. What was what was like your favorite level out of like the main jumble? I just remember like as a young kid playing Geometry Dash and just getting so mad and absolutely just raging all over the place. So I've got to know where where did the love for Geometry Dash actually like come in and like what what was your favorite level as a young kid? I mean, you know what I mean? Because I mean, through the eyes of a young kid, Geometry Dash is probably one of the most OG vintage video games you could probably play on any mobile device, in my opinion. Uh, I don't. I actually don't know. Uh, when I first started playing Jump Trash, I was definitely really, really young on, like, my iPad. That was, like, my iPad 4 or something. iPad um, 4? <laughs> something like that. But I remember I was trying to beat Deadlocked or something, and I got really, really mad. I started crying, started throwing hands with my dad because he was making <laughs> fun of me. Um, and then, oh, um, you're going to think I'm a psychopath, but I then threw my iPad against the wall, and I broke it. I actually did that too. And it was an iPad. It was an iPad. It, it was horrible. I, I, I didn't have my, my case on, so it was just like the thing. Same. I uh, I was watching Netflix and then like my, my iPad like alt tabbed or something. <laughs> and then it went to Netflix. And so I thought the episode was like bugging out and it was like just weird stuff on the episode. But then I closed out Netflix and then I just started breaking down in tears, like, oh my god, I broke my iPad, what am I gonna do? My dad's gonna beat me or something, bro. That's, that's, I... dude, that's actually almost a parallel of what happened to me. Like, I, I mean, I wasn't scared for my parents to get angry, but, like, I literally was playing Geometry Dash on the couch, and I got so angry that I literally threw the iPad at the wall, and it got a horrible spider crack, and I was so butthurt, because... That was probably the first time I ever had, like, a rage quit moment. You know what I mean? As a young kid, like, I... That's by far my craziest rage quit ever, bro. (laughs) I don't think I've ever thrown something that hard in my entire life. Not even a Val? And I was, like, eight. Not even Val, bro. Val, I just cry. What do you think of the new agent that's coming out? You like her color scheme? I I personally like her color scheme a ton. I don't know what it is. I love her color scheme. Blue, yellow, and teal. It goes so hard. It but, does go hard. Dude, Riot better fix that agent. She is overpowered to the max level. I swear to God. She's there's got, like... There's no way... There, there's no way she has her own gun, a double wall, and she can run and gun Hella with a collateral stun grenade, dude. There's no way. Yeah, there's gonna get it. There's gonna be a fat nerf. I guarantee it. I guarantee I it. I hope so. I hope so, bro. Uh, dude, She's gonna be... That's most gonna be, annoying player to play against. That's going to be such a pain to go up against, I swear. Anyway, <laughs> we are definitely real, heading man. off track. We are definitely heading off track. But yeah, I've got my last question here, and then we can go ahead and move into the Q&A section. And my last question to you is what advice... I mean, earlier we spoke about young designers getting into the scene and stuff like that, and what advice you would give young designers. But from the perspective of a young mind, what advice would you give all the des- all designers just in general, any age gap... Who are looking to start their own design business and brand. Have fun. And be confident with what you do. Don't take it super serious. At least when you're young. When when you're able to have your own business. When you're older and you're able to get jobs. Obviously. 
start taking it serious, start being more professional. But when you're young, just do you, because no one, no one can disrespect you for trying to be yourself in a community that's full of people who aren't really themselves. Sorry for the dissing, but oh, absolutely. sorry. <laughs> it's true. People, some a lot of people that I know do not act like themselves on Twitter or anything than they do on Discord calls and stuff. Absolutely. That makes total sense. And I definitely think there's like, you know, a solid line between professionalism and like messing around behavior when it comes to designing. So I definitely agree with you. I think a lot of people need to be more of themselves and not like have the pressure 24 seven that, you know, they're being watched or anything crazy like that. I mean, if you do represent an organization, I definitely do think you should watch out for that because at the end of the day, you do represent a brand but also, don't be scared to be yourself. Just don't step out of line or anything crazy like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, be respectful. Have some sort of common sense. But just just do you. Have fun. Don't be stupid. You know, what they tell you to do in real life. Your parents, listen to them, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> listen to your parents. Biggest, biggest quote of advice right here. Anyway, I think that's pretty much all the questions I have here. We are going to go ahead and move into the Q&A section. I went ahead and I tweeted out... Let me just go ahead and grab my phone so I don't absolutely butcher this wording. Uh, wording. I said, first podcast episode will be with Dustin. If you have any questions for him that you want it to be answered uh, at the end of the episode, drop them down below. And we actually got some pretty good questions. So the first question I'm going to go ahead and pop up on screen is by KCP Genesis. We love Genesis. And he asked, what's a style you feel you could personally work on more? A, feel, uh, a style you feel is your weakest point at the moment. Definitely grunge. I suck at grunge. With my recent thing, uh, Neon, that's probably one of my first ever attempts at trying to do grunge. And another another piece of my work, my second actually, my, actually my second esports graphic, that was a one for one project. Mm -hmm. Um, that was probably the most grunge I've ever done. And personally, in my opinion, I'm not a fan of it. So, I think with my cartoony and sharp style. It's, it's 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 as best as it could be as I as I as far as I'm concerned, but um my engravement style and my grunge style are definitely things I need to work on more with texturing and text placement and uh, typography. I personally love your engrave your engraved style. Like when you say engraved style, you're talking more so like, you know, um, kind of like the background elements that you add, right? Like cracks and stuff like yeah. that. Like making it look like yeah, it's like... almost like built into the background. That is yeah, super cool. Like, I I love the texture of marble and like uh cracked rock it's it's, it's really nice it really is and it gives the freaking design like such a good mood man i swear i am envious i am literally envious anyway <laughs> next question is from your tour how did you learn and get into digital art um i got as i said before earlier on into this uh little interview kind of thing um when i got into digital art i was really young i i well, I didn't really get into it, but I wanted to do it really bad just because I found it so interesting. With um, illustrators, like uh, people who use Copic markers, I really found it like super nice to do something that like, it was so vibrant and was so sleek and clean. But Copic markers are really expensive. So are chameleon markers. I can't afford that for the life of me. So I opted for digital and I looked at some digital artists, uh, one being uh, Ross Draws, recently verified on Twitter. He's pretty cool. Um, I would recommend looking at his stuff. And also just finding random tutorials online. I feel like those can help out a lot more than you would, more, a lot more than you would think. 
what type of graphics tablet do you use? I'm guessing you have one of those, right? Like for digital yeah, art and stuff. I use I use a Wacom one. Does that one have like the digital LED screen or? Yes, it has it has a screen on it. I actually had gotten one before that didn't have a screen on it. That's not what I was looking for. I don't remember which one it was. It was a good uh, drawing pad, but I would much rather go for the drawing tablet. Personally. Oh, 100%. Because, I mean, you could actually see what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you'd, I think for a drawing uh, drawing pad, you would need really, really good hand-eye coordination. 100%. What brand would you recommend for any aspiring digital artists that may be listening to this right now? Wacom, but... Uh, Wait, for tablets or like uh just digital, any uh, just digital art in general. It can be a tablet or it can be, you know, a drawing tablet with a screen. Any any brand that you deem fitting. Even like a budget too. If you want to like name a brand that is good for a budget, that would also be cool. Um, when it comes to tablets, I definitely recommend Wacom. They make really high quality things. I've seen it like all across the board on YouTube. Uh, they're they're usually rating like really high out of ten, maybe like at least seven out of ten. I've never seen one uh, lower than that, even from really big creators. Like I said before, Ross draws. He uses a massive uh Wacom tablet. I forget which one it was, but it seems really high quality. And when it comes to programs, I would recommend Procreate and Photoshop. They ooh, uh, I never I actually never tried Procreate, but Photoshop seems to be working really well for me personally. I've so, had yeah. I've had some friends try Procreate. I've heard it is absolutely insane for digital art, specifically yes. like the cartoon style. I mean, I'm sure it can probably do the more realism illustration, but just from what I've heard. Yeah. Last question I have is from Confusing, and this is actually a very, very interesting question and definitely interesting to hear from a young mindset. He asks, how do you handle critique from someone objectively less experienced than you? Um, I'm actually going to answer this question in like two different ways. One being someone who isn't in the same profession as you, but can still give some sort of critique and people who are not to, not to say anything or not to diss anyone in particular, but people who are not as good as you in your field of design or whatever you were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, going to the first, uh, thing I was going to answer, uh, what's someone's not in the same profession as you, um, definitely take it into criticism or definitely take it into part. Because someone can always say something. Even with music, you can not like a song, but you might not be able to tell what's wrong with the song, or you could. But either way, the artist who made said song should definitely take into consideration because it's a viewer of yours. So I feel like it's really important to do what your viewer likes and also what you like to do. So with all criticism in mind, I think you should listen to it, but don't take it to heart. Like, have it in the back of your mind, but don't start overthinking about it. Don't keep on looking at your piece and pointing out every single little thing you may have done wrong or right. It's not worth it. It's not worth the time. Just keep on improving and keep it in the back of your mind. Totally. I also want to add on to that first part about taking, you know, giving or, you know, listening to criticism from people who aren't in the same field as you. I 100% recommend that you do take criticism from people who aren't in the same field as you because that gives you intel of what your audience who doesn't understand the fundamentals of design and other things like that. It gives you a good understanding of what your viewers outside of your design think of your overall piece, which is very, very key in developing a feel, developing an understanding, developing a message that your graphic is going to send out. At least yeah. in my personal opinion. I, I, I completely agree with you, to be honest. 
hundred percent. Um, I mean it, whether or not it's from an editor or I don't know, an advertiser, even like they have different perspectives that us as, as main designers do have because they see the art in real world fashion all the time, you know, like for, sorry, adding on to that. Sorry for cutting you off. Oh, you're good to that. Um, everyone who's in the field of design has to understand like like i'm pretty sure there's a third one i can't think of it right now but there's definitely two fundamentals that have to be known color theory and typography you always have to know those like no matter what sort of field of design you are unless you're doing 3d without text or you're doing nfts then you still have to learn color theory typography not a must for everything but people can always say something and that's that's like something I always live by when it comes to design. Oh, absolutely. What what would you say is one of the most important pieces of design, like fundamentals that you should know? Like what what do you think is the most important design fundamental that you should actually know when creating something like an esports graphic or even digital art? I mean, I know color theory plays a huge role in digital art, but assuming that color theory doesn't exist, what would you say is the most important? Back to remember the third one, composition slash hierarchy. Oh yeah. But- excluding color theory it's really hard to choose they're called the three fundamentals for a reason you can't really pick one over the other or two over the other personally i think that but if i were to pick one that you have to absolutely have a must in it's definitely hierarchy that's what would allow you to like have your designs formatted in a perfect way composition as well you can really like drag the eye in a good spot in a good form or fashion for your work and it's like really pleasing yeah, it'll give your viewer a sense of direction when looking at your art piece rather than just kind of wandering and not really... It just... Everything... Basically what you said is every single fundamental, design fundamental, plays a huge role in telling the story of your piece, which I completely agree. And in very rare cases would you just use one design fundamental because they all kind of work together to tell the story of your piece. You know, if one of yeah. them if one of them isn't there... It can, like, make or break the piece, in my personal opinion, like you said. But I definitely agree that hierarchy is by far one of the most important pieces of design because it actually, you know, guides you through the story. It's like, it's almost like you're teaching the viewer. I mean, naturally, we read left to right. But if you don't have hierarchy, it's kind of like telling someone to read a page of a book from the bottom up. It makes no sense. You can't really tell a story by doing that, so... Hierarchy definitely gives you a good advantage on creating a good direction, direct, sorry, directional design piece, which is really, really cool. Totally. Yes. What would you say the most fun thing is about designing, Dustin? Is it the networking? Is it the creating the piece in general? Um, Definitely the fact that you can literally do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. I love ha- that. Having Having the ability to just make something like out of complete nothingness it, it's it's so satisfying when you actually are able to do it it's actually insane when you actually think about it like the fact that you can really bring anything to life yeah anything you can create you your own character a, you go from a white canvas to something that's like the best thing someone could have ever seen in terms of eye candy that is just yeah that is that is absolutely crazy to think about okay I think that is pretty much all I have to ask you, Dustin. Is there anything you want to add to anybody who is listening or viewing this right now? Um, trust your gut, but listen to your parents. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
<laughs> listen to your parents absolutely man thank you so much for coming on the Frostcast, and thank you guys out there for listening to the very first episode thank you so much dustin for coming on i appreciate you bro keep up the amazing work you are killing it and i appreciate you coming on thank you guys so much for watching the first episode of the Frostcast, and thank you so much dustin for coming on i'm having an absolute blast doing these recordings and getting to know more stories around the industry if you guys have any questions about the podcast or have any questions in general don't be scared to hit me up on social media that is frxstify on twitter Twitter. Don't forget to check out Dustin, that is DVSTNS on Twitter, and the rest of his socials will be linked in the description. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. This has been Frostify, and I will see you in the next episode of the Frostcast. Frostcast.